Boom's coming hard out wider. It's Rainbow Connection and Exo Boom. They take the lead together. Exo Boom! Exo Boom won the guineas in the last top. Hello everyone and welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly after a very successful Hawkesbury meeting yesterday, their one and only uh, Saturday Metropolitan meeting, the Cup, the Guineas, uh, the Rush, the Crown, a good crowd out there. They missed the meeting last year, it had to go to Rose Hill uh, with no crowd, so it was good to be back out at Hawkesbury and next week we turn our attention to Gosford for their turn to host a Metropolitan meeting. What did you think of the day, Duff and Lizzie? I thought it was great. Um... Peter Volandi's Racing New South Wales, they like to promote the fact that we should embrace a new crowd, young crowd coming through. I saw a lot of young faces there yesterday, enjoying their day, behaving themselves. Um, <laughs> maybe we take a little, you know, little bit of a kick with down in turnover at this time of year, but that can be expected after the championship. But it was the best day ever because it's the first time I've seen on a race course that... Uh, Someone didn't know who Lizzie's name was. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was outstanding. Uh, uh, Ricky, Ricky Johnson, the track uh, curator. Yes, loves. <laughs> Sweetheart, no. I know the feeling when we get to our age. Yeah, you've got to use that now That's and again. Right. You forget someone's name. You know? He did ask me my name and I said, Lizzie, and he was like, oh, yeah. I said, and we were just about to do an interview and he, I said, just call me Dal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it beats um, the, uh, the usual. Lizzie, what's your pick of the yard? <laughs> Can I have a photo? <laughs> oh, dear. So the, so the cup... Uh, goes to Arcademus. Uh, the Guineas goes to Exo Boom. Arcademus. The Hawks have got a tremendous record in this uh, in this cup. Four out of the last eight. Wow. And this horse is just you can set your clock to when he's going to prime. And mm. that if you, in hindsight, it's a great thing. But if you look back on all of his career wins, they've all been at a, pri a peak third up into the campaign. He, he, he doesn't really show much his first and second run and you can see that in his physicalities as well. But yeah, I thought I thought there was it was decent enough racing. There's a few, you, you always have to have to walk away from Hawkesbury with a little bit of a cautious approach because some horses really handle that Hawkesbury track and some horses don't. So moving forward, I think there's some, there's some hidden runs in behind that are potentially better than the winners. Let's, uh, let's look at the Guineas first, uh, the Group 3 for the three-year-olds over 1,400 and it was a win for Exo Boom. Here's another stable who target this, uh, this program, uh, Peter Snowden in his former role with Darley. Uh, they've won many feature races over the years, four, f five now for the Hawkesbury Guineas for the Snowden family. Yeah, incredible how they can peak up and they, they target this meeting with an improving horse and this horse is, is just that. This is only his seventh start. He hasn't done too much wrong in his short career. He's up, I know he was a beaten favourite first up at $1.60 but he's come on beautifully. The timing was right and there's probably still some upside to come. As there is with this second horse, uh, Rainbow Connection, he's, he's going to make the grade this horse. I think more so um, next preparation, you'll see this interference here, which Sam uh, Clippen gets suspended for, uh, with Black Duke, um, who's got talent in his own right. Um, he had the blinkers on yesterday and ran a better race, but bang, that, that's um, obviously... I thought he should have won, Black Duke. No, no, I don't agree. I, I think um, he come from behind him and then sort of give it to him on the... Yeah. Him windburn on the way past. I think, but when you look, when you go back and look at Black Duke's run, he didn't get momentum. Exoboom had momentum, mm. and Black Duke didn't have momentum. He had to still angle out around horses, and then he found the line strongly. If it's, um, if they both had clear running, I think Black Duke wins. Okay, Ellsberg. Um, I expected a little more from him. He, he had to cope with a little bit of pressure there yesterday, and he he, he didn't really cope. And 
I think I'm, that's the chink in his armour. If he doesn't get a race where he can control, I think that's going to be his undoing. Mm. Yeah, and AIM didn't really have much room along the along the inside there late, and he's still got a peak performance. You're, you're not saying the Predators should have been upheld? No, I'm not saying... Well, I mean, it's it's hard, it, it's a bit contradictory me, me saying it should have... But I'm just saying I think if they both had clear running, what I should say is if they both had clear running, I think uh, Black Duke would have won the race. Mm. Right, well, the stewards, uh, they threw this protest out yeah. immediately. They were... They'd left the room and I think they deliberated for 10 seconds. Well, I think um, one of the owners put the protest in and, and first thing he said, oh, I should have run second. Well, you're in, you're in a bit of strife, yes. wouldn't yeah. you say that? But yes. that, I, that shouldn't come into account anyway. The stewards are there to make a decision no matter what evidence comes. I'm a great believer in maybe there shouldn't be any evidence. They should sort it out for themselves. Make the decision. Uh, uh, he had got a $2,000 fine, Sam Clipperton, and two weeks suspension for that ride. Mm. Yes, well there was certainly interference, there's no one doubting that. Uh, here is uh, Paul Snowden and Sam Clipperton, we're also going to hear from Matthew Dunn with Rainbow Connection. Sam riding beautifully off an awkward draw uh, on paper. He certainly, uh, you know, they run along quite, quite well for us in the early and middle stages, which is great, but uh, just to just to get him in that clear clear air and, and just keep his momentum going forward. That's what he uh, he's a he's a big horse, this guy. And uh, look, there's no doubt he's going to keep improving once he gets up in trip. You brought him out here for a look the other day too. Yeah, look, it, things didn't go to plan. Uh, but he's saying that just seeing the horse, how how he changed from then till today. He, he had a little lot more muscle tone about him. His coat had started to come on and. Things are starting to change, so when you see them sort of things happening quite quickly, you know you're on the right track. Do you know what the immediate future for him is? Yeah, look, he's uh, he's probably running the Scone Guineas uh, Friday, Friday week, or two weeks yesterday, and then uh, then we'll see what happens after then. But um, everything looks looks well for up there, and he, like I said, he's certainly going to improve after today again. That's for sure. He's a big raw customer. He's got plenty of ability, and he doesn't really know it. Um, but he was very tractable for me today. He can do a few things wrong, but. Um, today he didn't put a foot wrong, he jumped nice, I was able to just tuck him behind there and he travelled really well, he switched off as soon as I got cover and um, he could have won a bit easier than that, he's just you know, having a good look around, doesn't really know how to um, execute that killer punch yet but when the penny drops for this horse he could be a serious animal because um, he's got some serious ability and um, actually rode my first group two winner on his father. And the, um, so it's done a full circle? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're feeling old. Um, I'm getting old. <laughs> um, but no, this, the similarities there are quite uncanny. Ecstasy was such a huge horse, very raw, and he's very much the same. Yeah, look, he was great, and he's, he's done a wonderful job on his first racing preparation. It's on his fourth run in a race, and you know, from, from winning his maiden right through to where he is now, and you know, he's only beaten a small margin today, and things could have gone maybe a bit different if we got to the outside. but. Uh, He's a horse with a big future ahead of him and um, the sky's the limit. Group three enlisted placings now. What are you looking at in the spring? Uh, look, obviously the Golden Eagle is, is a race that you'd, you'd hope he could get to. He's obviously got a long way to go to, to get anywhere near that just yet. But uh, uh, if he keeps improving, and which he will for sure, as I said, it's his first racing preparation. So I don't know how far he wants to go. Probably this, this distance is about as far right now. Um, and we'll probably stop now. Jason just mentioned that he wanted to just get in a little bit in, uh, in under pressure a little bit today, uh, which he hasn't done in a race before, so maybe that's just him saying that he's had enough. I don't want to push too hard. I want to look after him. He's a lovely horse and um, got a big future, so I think today we might pull up stumps and look to the spring. Uh, Lizzie, Sam reached a milestone with that win as well. Yes, 500 career wins for Sam Clipperton, and, and coincidentally, he put on his Instagram that he rode uh, for his first Group 2 victory was on Exosphere mm -hmm. in August 2015, and that was his 500th career win on Exoboom. A yeah. son of. Uh, let's have a look at the Cup now. Archidemus had won a Hawkesbury Cup when trained by Gwenda Markle. Since then has been transferred to the stables of Team Hawks and they posted their fourth Hawkesbury Cup win in the last eight years. Yeah, and um, he's, like Lizzie said earlier, he's just a tough, tough horse when wound up. He's had a few real tough and up runs too, sitting outside the lead in two very fast races leading into this, but he thrives on it. Wet or dry, sometimes you can make a case he's even better when he gets a wet track. Uh, so he just peaked on the right day here and he'll hold this form now I would suggest for another I don't know what plans are there for him but he'll be chipping away whatever they run him in um, Royal Celebration had his chance his turn is coming 
Uh, maybe his turn might come in the Scone Cup. Uh, that'd be a nice little race for him. He was well beaten per Purple Sector into third, but I don't think that bumping dual mid-race helped him with Miss Siska. They got in their own little war there and uh, just put themselves off balance. So um, I wouldn't give up on him. Maybe something like a scone cup for him as well. And looks like Elvis. Boy, he was a big go in the market there, and he raced well. Um, Sikandra Bad probably wants it a little bit softer. And Graceful Glamour, her strength was probably owning the lead there, but Surreal Image took it off her. So, um, it's a funnily run race, wasn't it? They went and then they pulled up mid-stages yeah. and then they sprinted home, which made it very hard for the back markers to you know, run over the top of those horses that, that were up on the speed. Yeah, that that's, explains it well because looking at the times, they're running fast all day except for this race. You know, they've come home 33-73, but that's norm at Hawkesbury anyway. But most races, they were getting close to records, but they were probably three seconds outside the record here. But I suppose that miles had a lot of uh, traction over the years at, at Hawkesbury, just those funny distance races, they were breaking records. The, uh, the two horses who won the big provincial features last spring, the Gong and the Hunter, both won yesterday. Uh, the Gong winner, Archidemus, has gone on to win the Cup. And when we come back from a break, we're going to see the Hunter win a sweet deal. So that's certainly good for those races going forward. I mean, we, we see the Gong and the Hunter and we know they're going to be good races, but to, to, to get out there and show it on the track that, you know, these other feature races can be won off the back of them. Oh, for sure. It's, it's, only, it's only early days and uh, that'll, that'll continue to go from strength to strength, I'm sure. Um, you're already talking about, well, I suppose you've got to talk about races that are worth that sort of money and mm. trainers have got it in the back of their mind, like Matt Dunn there, he's saying, everyone's thinking, you know, where, where, my horse is going to be four in the spring, yep. he can run 1,500. Um, let's just plan, that's the starting plan. If you've got to come back a length, there's other options. It was a big day for Josh Parr too, wasn't it? It was, and Ty Angland as well, because yeah. he manages Josh yes. Parr and Tim Clark and must have uh, been you know sort of knowing that he was going to have a big day he was out there yesterday and we saw him and I actually saw him as I was walking back into the jockey's room and I said oh you dom dominating Hawkesbury with your boys again mm. he said yes it's nice to be dominating Hawkesbury again yeah, he's got right. a great record yeah, a there yeah. and Josh is just one of those jockeys that gets about his work no fanfare about no. him very yeah. very positive gets results happy guy and um yeah happy guy he, he, he does a great job Let's hear from uh, Josh Parr and also the trainer of the runner-up, Ronnie Quinton. Today was the same setup that he had, uh, had going into the gong, so that filled me with confidence. When I saw him, I was really confident because he paraded so well. He's a, he's a very difficult horse to ride. He's so strong. He's a lot stronger than me, I can tell you. Um, but he, he stuck his head out and he, he was up for the battle. And, yeah, God love him. He's a, a horse that, once he hits his peak form, he can generally hold it and, and be consistent. Yeah, exactly right. They, um, the team gets him nice and fit and gets him into this sort of shape and he, and he can put up some, some really tough efforts. So uh, I'm pleased to win a Hawkesbury Cup and, and we're all wearing the, the jocks in that race. We're just wearing the, uh, the black armbands for David Pisani, who we unfortunately lost through the week. So thoughts to his family and friends. and. It's, it's not, a nice, not a nice note for me to leave the interview on, but uh, we're all thinking of it's it. It's an important note, though, isn't it? It certainly is, yeah. It's um, terribly sad, you know, terribly sad that someone could get to that sort of place and, and we're, we're all left heartbroken. I oh, know, it was a very, very good run. It was a great run, really, like he got to within a neck of him. And we can't take nothing away from the winner. He's a, a very, very smart horse. Won the race two years ago and won a gong and... So he's a real tough horse, very hard horse to get past. It's only Royal Celebration's third run back. Will you keep going? Uh, all going well if he pulls up well, yeah, sure. So we'll probably target the Scone Cup now. Uh, that's in a, just a th about 13 days. So we'll, we'll head that way, all going well. So we saw the Gong winner win the Hawkesbury Cup. Let's have a look at the Hunter winner winning the uh, Hawkesbury Crown. There's a, a real story with Sweet Deal which will explain. Uh, it could be her last run. She is going for sale, but uh, here she is winning the Hawkesbury Crown. 1,300 metres. Yeah, in a dry track. And uh, what a darling she is. You know, she's, you know, she's had, this is her 42nd start, you know, mind you. Mm. And uh, her 11th win, you know, 1.5 million nilly in the bank. She's just been a tried and true performer and John's handled her so well and he's done a grand job with her. Um, surprisingly, 
generals led there and mm. really give a kick. Uh, so uh, I could never have had her leading. No, no. So she that was a surprise. She probably just jumped well and they handed up to her. Oh, what about oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> the famous? <laughs> what about our old girl here, air to air? She's slow out. She pulled hard. She's, She's just been producing some unbelievable performances. She is jinxed. She's won one race, and. She you probably would have been. She's jinxed. Yeah. She would have been. I suppose she's picked up black tight, but she would have been better placed in that, in the last race. Uh, yeah, but it's worth a throw at the stumps. You know, if things fall into place for her there, I think she wins. Uh, Akari was better. A theory was not really no. tested at all in that race. We don't know what would have happened uh, with her. What else can we, can we say? A worthy winner, that's all I can say, but uh, air to air, how frustrating. Yeah. With the winner, she's entered in the chairman's sale, but what what happens? Do they, they obviously sell, but does someone sell, oh, no, do the they sell and there's an option to keep her? And oh, for sure. There's, maybe, there's, maybe the Tats Tiara, that's her group one, 1,400. Well, uh, well, one run into it, you can run in the, the lead up to the Tats Tiara and then she can go to start after. There's plenty of time. Uh, so there, that's the carrot of selling her. Um, I heard Nash calling for two million for yes, her. Yes, I heard yeah. that. I don't think it'll happen. You know, she, well, she's, she's, had a, a, she's had a bit of racing. Yeah. She, she's not actually. She's by Casino Prince. But she is. You're, she may be by Casino Prince, but she is. And you will back this up. She's one of the best-looking mares going around. Neat, she's a real neat sound. Sound compact. She's yeah. got strength. She's really beautiful, and she's just. When John's had a going like he found the right race for her yesterday as you said 1300 dry track and he's able to ride her with a sit but it's just when she's just getting into a bit of form again yeah. you just would love to win that group one with her well, i'm not talking her down by any means going to a chairman's sale but the, the the negatives of her bringing two million is she's a rising seven-year-old she's had a lot of racing and but the positives are she's a very very good race mare and she's in and she's form a good again sort and she's a chance at earning a Another million going into it. So you'd go to Nash and say, listen. Settle down, Nash. No, no, no. no <laughs> don't no, scare the buyers no, off. Hang on. No, no, you go the other way. Yeah. Look, I'll do you a favour. I'll sell it to you for two now. <laughs> yeah. I'll sell it to you for two now. You wanted to get into this breeding business. Yes. Yeah. Make it cheap for you. Have it for 1.9. <laughs> We're friends. That's right. <laughs> Here's John Thompson. She is in the, in the chairman's sale next weekend. Um, lovely mare. I mean, if somebody does purchase her as a broodmare, have a look at her, you wouldn't, wouldn't get a better type uh, anywhere in the land. Uh, magnificent horse. Uh, I do think she's back to her best. We've had a couple of cracks at 1500, which wasn't her go. Fresh her up, come back to the right distances and she's got back to the fore. And John, if someone did buy her, what's your advice? Come back to me and I'll win another one for you? I, I'd take her to Queensland. I'd go up there for the Dane Ripper and the Tatsiara. Um, mare's races over her distances. Um, speed on in the races would suit her down to the ground. Yeah, look, I'm not even sure exactly how many I've won on her since I've been back, but um, certainly for me, she's she's jumped a few milestones for me along the way since coming back, and um, pretty emotional today, you know, hearing that it might be a last run, but um, geez, I hope they get good money for her because <laughs> they don't get two million for her. Uh, I should keep racing. Yeah, well, exactly right. Like, she's she's back in form. She just needed that dry track, 1300, a lovely cuddle, which you know her so well. Yeah, you know, when she steps well and relaxes like that and has the right ground, she's uh, she's a group one mare that just hasn't quite been able to, to get there. But, um, look, uh, yeah, I just, just have to see her finish her career off like that, if that's the case. And um, very happy for John also, because he, he was a bit puffed up before the race. Nash didn't say she'll bring two million. He said if she doesn't, keep no. racing, and then he can he can get the percentages. Oh, I must have misheard it. Let's go to Embrace I, Her. I think he did say. I think for some reason, <laughs> I think our esteemed producer cut it out. Oh. Yes. Uh, here's uh, Embracer winning the race. <laughs> esteemed. <laughs> Listen, we don't sell races here. We sell bets on racehorses. Here's Embracer in the Gold Rush. Yeah, well set up. Uh, first up, runners are gelding. Um, presented in you know pretty fit condition and loved the dry and he's back. Um, you know he he had a decent spell coming into this prep so Adrian and Gay have done a, a terrific job with him. Um, he appreciated them not going out as hard as we expected. All these horses wide, no cover, uh, didn't come into play here. Uh, 
there was way up in the sky was good. Uh, Adelong was ready now. Just field overachieved at uh, very big odds there. And in and up was two out of five lame. St Cubbett's spirit was okay, but uh, a worthy winner. This is a this is the sort of race where I can say you could see horses like Special Reward when they presented that way, fronting up in a different type of race. They just some horses just don't handle Hawkesbury, and I reckon a few of those mm. in that field just didn't handle yeah, it at all. It but happen. it's it was one of those uh, races. Here's Adrian Bott and Tim Clark. Just gave him a bit of time, and um, he's really sort of strengthened up now, and and obviously. Now as a gelding, mentally just relaxing that bit more in his races where he used to overdo it a touch and that was sort of where he was vulnerable and probably stopped him taking that next step but hopefully now he's ready to go right on with it. He put him away pretty comfortably and it was pretty soft in the line so he's uh, you know, he's obviously come back as a gelding, a late gelding but um, you know, he seems to, I guess he's, he's not as tense, he's a bit more relaxed nowadays and um, that was pretty impressive. There was a lot of talk about there being quite a lot of speed generated by a few of these horses, but it didn't seem to eventuate in the end. What's your thoughts? No, they, you know, they were quick enough, but they didn't sort of overdo it, that's for sure. You know, it was a, for that class of horse, I think it was a, a controlled enough gallop for, for horses like him up on the speed to be able to still have a, a good chance because they weren't overdoing it. And um, although he had to cover, uh, he had to sit outside on three wide, but obviously only the one turn, so it wasn't too much of a disadvantage. And, Look, he was, he was primed and he had two solid trials leading into it. He was um, prepared very well for a first up assignment and they um, got, the, got the rewards. Let's uh, see what Duff and Lizzie make of this year's Clarendon Stakes, the two-year-olds. Normally, a nice one will come out of this race. Is it Glen Eagles? Yes. Or is it others? Uh, that could be others. Um, he's a very nice horse. He's got pedigree. He can only get better. He was 1,000 to 1,400 and just wandered a little bit. And then once he straightened up and balanced him, Jason, he, he really knuckled down. And um, when he pulled that whip back through the, uh, the left hand, he, he knuckled down and, oh, he's a likeable horse. You know, he can, he can go to uh, Brisbane and probably have uh, the size. I think the, share, uh, the Atkins would be all a bit soon for him. Uh, but the size would be uh, maybe a, the 1,200 into the 1,400. And he'll race well. Hoover Lucy won't be a maiden long. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I really like this third filly. I think she's got a bit of La Squetty spirit about her. I think she could be an Oaks filly. That's what her, her trainer said. Akira? Mm-hmm. Yep, she, I like. I really like these Morrises. I think they're going to train mm. on into mile two thousand metres. There's a lot of them around with ability. Great and action she, as well. And she, she didn't show much in her first trial. They went to the races. She was two hundred to one. She went enormous, and then she's backed it up as a real improver there. I like her. I like her a lot. All right, David Payne and uh, Jason Collett. I picked him up from uh, Trent Bassetton. An owner that was with me years ago just had the one horse and uh, phoned me up, asked me to take him. What did mm. you think when you got that phone call? Well, you, it's always nice to get a nice horse in your yard. Yeah. yeah. He really lengthened lovely here today. Uh, he's doing a lot of things wrong still, Greg. You know, he's learning the trade uh, over races a bit. But once he settles on, he's going to be a very good horse. And you're still on a learning curve with him? Well, I've learned quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still telling you what he's going to become. Ah, oh, look, uh, look, he's he's a, he's a very good horse. He's just got to uh, learn learn to conserve his en energy. With a step up from the thousand to fourteen, and well, when they stood at that city that tempo, he was pretty keen for the midsection. So probably adds a bit more merit to that win. Uh, but it was quite soft in the end. We started floating a bit when we got to the middle of the track. It wasn't by design, but he just sort of got a wee bit lost out there. All right, that's the uh, Clarendon Stakes. Uh, let's have a look at uh, the second race of the day. This is Steely. Yeah, and he's a, this is a good grinding win from Steely as well. He's come back, obviously, a stronger horse as a four-year-old now. And um, yep, he, he got the... I don't know how strong this race was, but he's, like I said, his form is better this prep than it was last prep. Saigon tried hard up on the, on the inside here. Spencer was... Very good up in distance, uh, sharply there. Kerwin's Lane was okay with the big weight, uh, battling on okay there. Love Wad did a bit of work early there and 
and uh, didn't finish off, and as did Ruby Tuesday, who went out very hard. Didn't work this time, it did last time, but uh, they went out as hard as anything all day here, I'd suggest. That probably just aided those horses to hit the line strongly, didn't it? So yeah. those two probably could have come back a pair and it would have, might have made a difference in the way that they finished off. Yeah. Uh, well, this is how Josh Pass started uh, his day, winning treble, uh, and the winning trainer, Gerald Ryan. When his first start here, was a, uh, I was the last day of his two-year-old season and he was a real colt and carried on big time. Then he went out and developed a few problems. He ended up having a wind operation. But his last two preparations have been really good. But this prep's been a lot better. He's been a better doer. He's, he, he can be a sour horse in the box, but he's been a hell of a lot better. And his work's been really good all the way along. He's just like a you know, he's four year old, nearly five, by all too hard. He's just probably maturing. I'm really pleased to get on him today in this particular race. It's, it's set up quite nice for him. I didn't expect a, a strung outfield like we got, uh, but, but to our to our benefit, we were able to sneak runs up the fence and, and he was a strong horse late. What do you think of him going forward? Uh, he's, a, he's a funny bugger. He's big and nervous. He hasn't got a lot of confidence in himself. So hopefully he can just develop a bit of bit of confidence and he can you just think keep he progressing. after today's run? I'm hoping so, yeah. yeah. He, um, this is my first time I've ridden him, so I can't compare him to other times, but yeah, he just he needs to look in the mirror because he's, he's a big, imposing type of horse, so he could handle anyone. Uh, G. Cody Nestor's uh, career is off to a great start. I know he's been training for a while now, but the best is yet to come for this uh, trainer out there at Dubbo. Uh, and punters wanted to attack this horse uh, right from acceptance time. Yeah, and it was a well-laid plan. It, look, it's, geez, I've got a lot of respect for Cody as well. You know, it's very hard when you're out, out west mm, to attract and attract a client like David and Jenny Price. Now, just, just explain for people who don't know who these people are. Well, they're, well, they're, 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 they're the biggest traders of horses to Hong Kong. They buy a lot of horses to try and get them going and as soon as they show ability they go to Hong Kong that's what their business is all about this horse probably didn't shape up or you know and and he was in Melbourne and, they, and David does the he's a great form student and not just things on four legs on two legs as well and he would be studying all these trainers thinking I've got a highway horse here and he's he rings Cody out of the blue and says I've got he wouldn't mm. have known who he was yep. I've got a horse for you this is what we're going to do and that, I reckon that's what they had to do. And that was Hawkesbury. That would have been planned three months ago, I reckon. So it was a good effort. I still think she threw it away, Charlton Park. She was going to accelerate there and she just wandered and threw it away. She did set through. She's got that. a few chinks in her armour. She has. Mm -hmm. Saintly Sunrise is racing well. Don't forget Monica didn't have much luck as well. But, um, yeah, it was a... You know, he had 61 and a half. You, you, you can't, it's hard to make He looked absolutely perfect. And every time I speak to a jockey after they've ridden a winner for Cody, they have the utmost respect for him. And they just know, they watch the horse walking around the yard, they get on them and they say, they just have so much confidence in their mounts when they come to town. So great job by him. And he seems a loyal fellow too. He looks, you know, to his, his, mm. seems loyal to his jockeys out there. Yeah, town and yeah he, he certainly does. And mm. you talk about... I, I talk about Jenny as well. She's yeah. my idol. Oh, <laughs> well, she, she is. She is the doyen. I was going to say yard. Jenny is the Lizzie Joss of Hong Kong. No, no, no. You she prefer is. me to say you are the Jenny Chapman of Australia. Oh no! Well, she is just she amazing. Is. She's the yeah. best there is. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Golden Gorge. Cody wasn't there yesterday, but here is uh, here's Nash after the win. It would have been nice to have got a bit of cover earlier, but he sort of left the gates well and put himself outside the lead there and. I felt Louise is, you know, not only on form, but just uh, the way I travelled was going to be the one to beat that whole race. But um, to its credit, then my bikes, like it, it really kicked a little bit with the claim that sort of really fought on strongly. But um, my bike was very determined and was uh, over the job done. Uh, Lunchies. Uh, race number four, this was the benchmark 88. <laughs> and a very nice horse. Um, I must say, he, 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 when Chris says I'm going to put him away after two runs and treat him as a spring prospect, uh, you have to listen. So really appreciate stepping up in distance, uh, two runs, go to the spring. Um, we'll keep a very close eye on him for when he comes back. Uh, Savory was very good. The funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, 
Uh, I, I, Lizzie showed me this one. I was Facebook or one of these things, and Bjorn's gone. He's up in the grandstand. I don't, he mustn't go to Hawkesbury much these days. <laughs> <laughs> and he's cheered this savoury home from the winning post. But he didn't realise there's another 100 metres to go. Oh. So when, it so got, when they went past him... When they the went past him, he sort of... Uh-oh. <laughs> it was a look of confusion on his face, put it that way. Has he ever been to Hawkesbury? <laughs> I don't know, but it, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> He's a funny man. He is, he a, is man. a very funny very man. Very funny man. Uh, Sagacious was much better. Relucent's a plugger. Geez, I was disappointed in Yangtze Rapids. Um, they're saying maybe the hard track. And, you know, I thought the they said... Was, they also said he felt... Uh, Cathy said she thought he felt his off four lead. So yeah. the track. Look, I want to see him again. Yeah, look, I, I, I think he is a horse. It took him a long time to win his maiden. He won his maiden in good style, but he had everything go his way. And yesterday it was a, a significant, well, not a significant, it was a, a step up in grade he needed to take to head towards a Queensland derby. Mm. And couldn't get control, really. Anyway. Uh, Chris Lees and once again Josh Parr. We're going to have a nice horse to fill in the spring. Um, just about letting him acclimatise to our style of racing, which he's, he's made a good step today off, off what he showed us first up. Got a nice tempo, which suited him. Uh, but he had a bit of work to do. Had to weave, weave a passage. Really nice ride from Josh and good to get a win with him. Uh, so this horse is destined to get a, over a mile and a half and beyond? I would think so. That's, he, that's what he showed overseas. And all he's showing us here that he wants to relax and do that here. So we'll give him that opportunity in the spring. So he's the opposite to another grey who wore those colours who won on this day seven years ago. Yeah, he's probably... Our bloke's not quite as sharp as him, but um, <laughs> if he gets half the record, uh, we'll, we'll be happy with that. He had a bit to do once we straightened. Like, they'd gone, they'd gone a reasonable tempo. I was, quite, I was quite happy with that. I thought I could take my time. And it's just typical of a, a European horse settling into to these conditions. The, ch the turn of foot just found him out slightly. Uh, took him to right down inside the 200 to get balanced. He took a nice neat gap there and he was really strong late. He so he's, he's a good breather as well, good lung capacity when he was coming back in. He didn't have much of a blow. No, that's, that's correct. It's incredible, isn't it? Like his demeanour, his, how he's pulled up, everything. It's just it's phenomenal. He's, just a, he's, a, he's a natural stayer, very exciting horse. And to the last, uh, a surprising win for a lot of people, including the trainer Matt Dunn, who thought he well and truly needed this. Impasse. Yep, he did show ability early on and he did trial much better at his two trials hitting the line and geez, you've got to give credit to Tony Brazzle. Yeah, I mean, put it on top. I actually gave, it, gave you a tap when you were talking. I said, look, Tony's put this on the chair. But good on you, Tony. Too good you. The test goes well, second up, so she she can improve off that. Nash got suspended there. My horse to follow out of this meeting is still the beaten favourite here, uh, Grande Ramure. I think it's just that she wants a mile. I, I think when she steps up in distance, she will be fine. Uh, yep, yeah, she's the one I want to follow going forward out of this meeting. Nash incurred a suspension. Mm. Um, that, you saw that interference with McCormack. He was f uh, found guilty of careless riding. Yeah, McCormack lucky to stay up. Mm. Uh, let's hear from uh, Matt Dunn and a milestone for Keegan Latham. He rode him well. He, uh, he sort of got him into a spot almost midfield from the outside gate, um, hard on the fence and never left it. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, that's for sure. All right. Well, obviously you, you're expecting the win to come later on. What is going to be later on now? Well, exactly. If, if I've got any idea at all, who knows where he ends up this preparation. But no, look, he, he, um, he's obviously a horse that's uh, getting to the age now where he likes to be kept a little bit fresh. Um, sort of blinkers went on and um, away he went. But uh, great, great to watch for sure because it's been a little bit of a frustrating day, but uh, great to end it with a win. Most definitely, it's nice to get my first actual Saturday, Saturday winner in town, although it is only Hawkesbury, but... Uh, the prize money is all the same, so I'm sure Ryan will uh, appreciate that. But uh, no, it was a good one, I thought. I thought that uh, we had a little bit of an iffy draw. Uh, we didn't really have much choice but to go back, but thankfully I was able to start up on the rail and uh, probably be on the worst part of the track, which made the, the win that much more commendable. Um, but he really quickened up really well at the top of the straight, and uh, he hit the line pretty good, and I uh, hope he can go on from here.
at the 250. How's the Serenity reach the lead? Trevello pounced upon it. Trevello on the outside got its head in front. How's the Serenity is starting to dig in and fight back, but it's Trevello a half ahead in front. How's the Serenity comes again? They went to it. Trevello. Trevello's wanted about a short half head. Since I was born, this is just everything I've ever wanted. You know, nothing else has stand a chance in me getting here. It's just this is it, and I just want to say thank you to Grant and Alana. And everyone who's helped me through, like my mum and dad who have like let their baby boy go away at 16 and move across the country, but you know, just everyone is just such a huge help and just thank you to everyone. Grant said your family are at the crossing. Could you hear them? Yeah. Went over and dad was whistling, they were all cheering and I just gave them the fist in the air. Does this feel as good as it uh, always had in your dreams as a kid? Oh, this is better. <laughs> Nothing else can compete with this. This is the best. Well, Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, no, that's beautiful. That's Jet Stanley, yeah. son of uh, Brent Stanley, Caulfield Cup winning jockey. Uh, the reason they're outside, they, they couldn't get into the course, could no, they? They couldn't get in. Lockout. And, and the other really lovely part of the story is his best friend, Ed, uh, Ed um, Corstens, mm -hmm. is, um, was strapping the horse. Mm -hmm. And he went over and he got a strap and it was his first ever strap and he was able to win the race. Yep. It's amazing. It was just such a bit, and then that afterwards, the scene, yeah. um, Brent put it up. It really, it it just shows you what a, I know. I know this industry gets, you know, it's been an up and down week for lots of reasons, but this industry has got so many good positive points to it, and that is exactly why I love it. Yeah, put that on an ad. Exactly, yeah, that's right. put, put that, that on, on an ad, that's and where show, it, people show people the emotion that you can get in this game. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so well done to Jet Stanley over there in uh, Perth. Um, Ken Rutherford is the CEO. I call him the secretary. You know, the old days we used to call the boss of a race club the secretary. The CEO of the Hawkesbury Race Club, uh, former uh, test captain for New Zealand, who now calls Hawkesbury home. We probably thought around 4,000 people might turn up. I reckon it's probably close to five. It's been a, a good crowd, good nature crowd. There's been no problems as yet. And the racing on the track rig, I think, has been terrific. They've enjoyed themselves and by the sound of it still enjoying themselves. They will. This could go well until the night in the Richmond Windsor Penrith area I'd imagine. Uh, and uh, let's get them off the race course maybe as quickly as we can and they can uh, help themselves to the, to, the, to the profits of the pubs in the immediate, immediate area. You've had Daniel Lacey, the Chief Executive of the Gosford Club here today on a bit of a watch and see mission, learning for next week. What have you told him? I said be ready for a big crowd. I, I really think racing's on a bit of a resurgence after COVID, Greg, to be honest. I, I, there's just some really good positive vibes coming through, perhaps as a result of the Autumn Carnival at Ramwick and at Rose Hill earlier. And yeah, you know, so I think we've underestimated the crowd. We, we ran out of Canadian club, believe it or not. So that's an example of the fact that the crowds have taken us by surprise. So I mentioned to Daniel that fact and you know, be stocked up for this nice day at Gosford next uh, Saturday. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, it's the first time we've ever had a standalone race day, so I thought I'd come out to Hawkesbury and see how they do it because they've been doing it for a long time. So I'm walking around, seeing what's going on, and hopefully we'll be able to do our day justice. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. They've got a lot of room here, a lot of people, a lot of good community feel, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. Working with Racing New South Wales, the whole idea is trying to get racing entrenched into regional areas. They've done it at Gosford, they've, uh, at, um, here at Hawkesbury. Over at Newcastle, and we're trying to do it at Gosford as well. Getting to the action, you've got the Coast Race, a $500,000 race for three and four year olds with the Gosford Gold Cup and the Takeover Targets. A great uh, program. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. We decided to move the Cup away from its usual uh, January date to uh, back up the coast. And as you say, we, now we've got two listed races and the Coast Race, and we've got over $1.6 million of prize money on the day, which for a club like Gosford is huge. I think this uh, meeting is going to cement itself. The, the cup and the, and the old pace setter, which is now the takeover target, they've had many homes. They can't find the right date. And they probably always wanted a standalone meeting on their own. And these races probably wanted it as well. So I think this is going to work having the cup and the takeover target alongside this new race called the Coast. Half million dollar, three and four year old race over a mile. Uh, let's hear from some of the uh, trainers who are going there. Uh, John O'Shea with All Hallows Eve um, and All Saints Eve. Uh, also, I Say Hello, Chris Lee's like horse that. in the Coolmore colours. And uh, also Matthew Smith going there with Nimalee. As their own and same interests, I've always thought, you know, it's, uh, it's a nice race for both of them, so we'll give them an opportunity to participate. They've been great for you, haven't they? All Hallows Eve, six runs for two wins, two placings, and All Saints Eve, 13 runs for four wins, three placings. Yeah, and a bunch of prize money involved there. So, no, they, um, it was an, 
been a really uh, helpful team for our stable and uh, hopefully they'll continue on. What are you doing with Rocker Clock? Uh, we, we were considering running in the coast, but I think she's probably a bit better suited at Scone um, in the mare's race there. Just like the track for her, as opposed to a racing pattern. You know, she's a get-back mare, so probably better suited at Scone, and so we'll keep a bit of speed in her legs and uh, take her up there for the dark jewel. And will the stable be involved at Wagga on Friday? Yeah, no, we're going to the town plate on Thursday with uh, Southern Lad. He ran second in the race last year and hoping to go one better this year. She'll be nominated uh, for the feature race, uh, being its first year. Not sure what type of field they'll attract. She's nominated for a couple of other options on the same day. So we'll, we'll make a decision early in the week. In the Gosford Gold Cup, attention run and Oliferous? Yeah, another nominated. But again, there's so many options for horses like uh, the pair of them. They may even wait for the um, Scone Carnival the week after all Queensland. So we'll just um, keep everything open at this stage. The takeover target, Enchanted Heart, has got to be a chance in a race like that. Yeah, I think so, especially with the forecast of rain. So that's likely that she'll go there should that rain eventuate. Uh, she's certainly up to a stakes race. What about the Wagga Gold Cup on Friday? Um, high Opinion's been out for the last couple of years and he's always ran well. He's got connections based out there, so highly likely he'll head out there again. Yeah, it's a good race, I think, and it fits in timing-wise perfect for us. Uh, Nimalee's only had a couple of runs uh, this preparation back from a spell or back from a little freshen up and so it landed at the right time three weeks between runs and this looks a really nice race for her. Won the emancipation then unpleased in the Queen of the Turf, what do you make of that run? I think they just went a little bit quick there early, they went a little bit hard uh, out of the gates and first couple of furlongs and never really relaxed in the run and just overdid it and, and paid the price you know. Just a little bit of greenness on her behalf and she's still learning her trade so um, look she pulled up super, work's been good and uh, it's, a, it's a nice race for her. It's a little bit of a trickier track, Gosford, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's where we're going to go. All right, and the Snowden Stable going there for the sprint and the staying race. Uh, Senior Fox and Cariff. Uh, Senior Fox, uh, he, he runs in takeover target. I thought his run was sound the other day. Just um, didn't get a sort of horse to, to get that cover. He sort of pulled a little bit and dragged himself up into a spot where, you know, if he had a horse in front of him, he would have relaxed a lot better. His turn of foot would have been there for us, but... No excuses, obviously, um, you know, he's fitting well and, and he's trained on lovely, so looking forward to Gosford, hopefully we can draw a nice gate, that'll certainly help our chances. And Cariff? Again, um, used a little bit, sort of too much early in the run, it was just a little bit closer than what we would have liked and sort of got on the chewy just a tad, sort of that early mid-race there. He's certainly going to improve uh, from the run, 2900, it's, it's right up his alley. It's another stepping stone for us to go up north and, and look, it looks an ideal race for him set third up. Yes, of course, uh, big day Saturday, but it's a big week in New South Wales because the famous Wagga Carnival is on Thursday and Friday. So Thursday, Friday, Wagga, Saturday, Gosford. Here's John Sargent talking about what he's taking to uh, Gosford, uh, to uh, Wagga for the Guineas. And also Mark Newton's going to have a presence there as well. Going for the Wagga Guineas. Um, he's already won the Albra Guineas, so um, we're going down. It's a set weight race and uh, for uh, rating 74 three-year-olds uh, over a mile so it should be perfect for them. Ran in the Carbine Club unplaced there but then got back into the placings in a benchmark race at Warwick Farm. This sort of race should suit? Yeah, back uh, back in grade probably and I'm um, putting the apprentice on again. She'll claim one and a half. Uh, rode it well the last two starts so he'll go down, down there, runs on speed and should be hard to beat. He won well the other day on Anzac Day at Ramwick. Uh, nice quick horse. Good opportunity for him to run for plenty of prize money at Wagga. Um, he gets out and makes his own luck. Sort of track that suits the horse? Oh, look, he, he's, won, he's won at Rockhampton, which is about a 600 metre long straight, so I don't think the straight at uh, Wagga will pose too many problems to him. It'll be just more conserving his energy early. He led by a big space the other day and just hung on, but uh, back to 1,200 should be suitable. And you've got a decision to make with Spirit Ridge in terms of the Wagga Gold Cup or the Gosford Gold Cup on Saturday? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll enter him in both. But uh, my preference is probably to go to Wagga. Just think the big track there will probably suit him a bit better than Gosford. But uh, look, we'll have a look at the noms for both and then decide. Stradbroke season got underway yesterday at Eagle Farm in Brisbane. We had two Group 2s and also a listed race for the two-year-olds. But most of the talk throughout the day was the poor weather, in particular during the running of Race 4 on the program. Now, I've seen some poor conditions and I've been to a lot of racetracks around the place, but I've never seen a race run in more 
torrential rain that absolutely pelted down during the running of this race, which was eventually won by Georgie's Pride, written by Jimmy Byrne, went straight to the lead and managed to hold on and score. Hugh Bowman's Mount Mass Destruction sort of levelled up or got close halfway up the running, but Georgie's Pride managed to pull away in very, very heavy rainfall. And quite remarkably, after that race, the track was downgraded from a good four to a soft five. By the time the first of the features came around, race six on the card, the Dalrello stakes for the two-year-olds, the weather had cleared up. We're looking at Miss Hipstar here. She was first up from a spell ridden beautifully by Larry Cassidy in those bright orange colours. A good performance turned in as well by Stella Magic in the proven thoroughbred colours and also Ashima coming home on the outside. Miss Hipstar and also Ashima from Stella Magic. Miss Hipstar in front from Ashima, Stella Magic. Miss Hipstar's in front near the line, punch out Miss Hipstar. Miss Hipstar's one from Stella Magic, Ashima. She's a lovely filly, Miss Hipstar, and no doubt she's going to improve a fair bit off that first up run. We could see her in the million dollar size produce stakes here at Eagle Farm in about a month's time. So to race number seven, the Queensland Guineas. This was over 1,600 metres and Apache Chase and also Private Eye were battling out favouritism. Apache Chase did what he usually does, roll along in the lead and coming towards the bend, Private Eye was back, giving them about eight lengths head start. He was under all sorts of pressure but when Brett and Abdullah got into the outside, he really knuckled down hard and went out after the leader. It's Apache Chase and Private Eye. Private Eye the outside grabs the lead away from Apache Chase, Cucaracha and it's Private Eye. Private Eye too good defeats Apache Chase and Cucaracha. It was a great race, the Queensland Guineas, with Private Eye getting up late there to beat Apache Chase. Now to race number eight, the Tab Victory Stakes. This was the highlight over 1,200 metres and we saw dual group one winner trekking. Under pressure for favouritism, he was a little bit easy in the market and he was given a lovely ride by Hugh Bowman. Second favourite for Seeker. Uh, she was sort of joint leader. She was pressured early and felt the pinch a little bit late and the eventual winner Nick Anova, he was checking off heels coming towards the bend. Jimmy Orman switched him back towards the inside and he finished best. Nick Anova flashing through late Vega 1. Nick Anova's grabbed the lead. Nick Anova! Nick Anova's won from Vega 1. Panino. Great to see Nikonova pick up a group two. He'd been so unlucky in a lot of feature races throughout his career and he'd been well prepared for a first up win by Steve Tregay in Toowoomba. He ran second behind Victorum in this race 12 months ago and then was a little bit unlucky running third in the Stradbroke handicap so perhaps he could go a placing or two better this year. The second horse Vega one was terrific. He was off the scene for 10 months. He was second up and the third horse there, Panino, she came from a long way back, ran out of a skin. The seeker was just behind them and trekking. He probably just felt the pinch being first up after such a long break, uh, finishing just behind the place getters. So that was Eagle Farm yesterday. All roads lead to the Gold Coast this coming Saturday. There's a stack of features on, including the Gold Coast Cup. But the highlight for most is going to be the running of the Group 2 Hollandale Stakes over 1,800 metres. Okay, so two two on the coast next week. The yep. Gold Coast and the Central Coast. Yep. Gosford and um, the Hollandale Stakes meeting. Let's go to uh, Adelaide and we pick them up. Uh, we'll bring up the call here. Instant Celebrity beats uh, a horse we know well, subpoenaed. Uh, this is the Robert Sangster. Let's down, subpoenaed. Instant Celebrity runs through on the rail. Bam's on fire, follows through. Pretty Brazen, Ruby Saki, wider out. Instant Celebrity with a turn of acceleration, exploded to the lead, and she'll take the tab classic brilliantly. Instant Celebrity from Sapina and Ruby Saki. Pretty Brazen, Brooklyn Hustle. I think she's an outstanding filly. I think she really is an outstanding filly. He's a great trainer, Philip Stokes, and he's nurtured this filly all the way through. Uh, worthy winner, beautiful ride, Craig Williams. Subpoenaed a good training performance by Chris, coming back to 1,200 metres with her. I thought she was a, she raced, you know, like she'd freshened up beautifully there and, and hit the line. Um, she might even be a, on a Stradbroke path, actually, subpoenaed, I don't know what they're thinking with her. And a nice little return to form from Rubasaki, second up, which we know she's a good mare, but all honours with the winner, uh, she is pretty good. Half million dollars, uh, 2,000 metres. Let's go to the Australasian Oaks, the uh, Phillies uh, classic in South Australia. 
joining in Ripper Rita and Wider Out Media Award. Media Award, Ripper Rita. They sweep up to hit Sarah Leo Miss, who's fighting strongly the rail. Ecumenical, Media Award, personal late. Media Award's in front. Media Award, it's hers to savour the Australasian Oaks. Media Award from personal. Maybe flexible through... What a story. Uh, she'd won... She'd only had six starts. She's won a last... She's won all three runs back from a spell. She was forgotten in the market here. They paid well, five. They didn't even 000. know if she was going to get a run. Yeah. They paid five thousand dollars for her, and she's the last three wins are no fluke. She's a beauty. Personal nearly took out the double there with the VRC Oaks and the Australasian Oaks and Ripperita was. Uh, she's a beauty as well. She's in great form. But a great story with Chris Calthorpe there. Um, with the winner there, and we'll yeah. keep tabs on her. Yeah. Well, he's only he's only has a very small number in work. Obviously, very. You know, she wasn't an expensive purchase, and she's. He's won a group one with her, but he actually flies, um, well, he flies a lot of people all around to Perth and mm. into Asia. So like, oh, Is the, he a pilot? No, he's... He organises. Oh. organises it. He's an organiser. He's like, he's like you, your an organiser. Not of, your type of aeroplanes, <laughs> where, you turn left, where you get on the plane and turn left. Oh, OK. Yeah, he would have... Horse transport. He would have flown a lot of those horses all around, especially... Champions. Champions, yeah. He would have bought the... Bought Bob's horses over, I'm sure. Ooh. You should have known that. I should have. <laughs> well, $5,000 they paid for it. Yep. The horse won the Kentucky Derby this morning. They paid $1,000 for it. Medina no. Spirit. $1,000. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad that Kentucky Derby. Derby's over. I've been had to put up with you for three months for the league. That's it. That give me Thanks the for joining every us. Week. Gosford next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs>